and welcome to the Encore Offstage podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we chat about all things theatre. I'm Ben Bradley. I'm Lucy Gazzard. And I am Adam Guest. You are Adam Guest. Okay. And uh, we've got some really good things coming up this week. So, Adam, you've got an interview. Who are you chatting to this week? I'm going to be chatting to Mick Corvath this week. Ooh. And Lucy's got an exciting topic about... This week is about upcoming musical movies. Musical music. <laughs> I think we should start by talking about musical movies this week. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So what, what, what musicals have you got for us, Lucy? So I've been going through sort of all the upcoming musicals being turned into movies. So we're looking at sort of those being released, those in production, those that have sort of been confirmed but have yet to sort of start. So to kick us off, I'm going to start with those being released in the upcoming future. So first of all, In the Heights. Oh, yes, I did hear about this. In the Heights. So obviously this was a musical by Lin-Manuel and Kiera Alegria Hudes. Apologies if I mispronounce that. That, that, so, that sounded right to me. Well done. <laughs> so the show is a Tony Award winning musical and it's based on the residents of Washington Heights, which is a Latino neighborhood in Manhattan. And it's set over the course of three days. So a little bit like Romeo and Juliet, really. Very sort of condensed storyline. Now, this is due for release in June 2021, so fingers crossed we do get this one because I, for one, am very excited about this because on the cast, they've got Stephanie Beatrice as Carla. Now, for those of you listening, if you don't know who she is, she is Rosa in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ah! Yeah. And if you're a big animation fan like I am, she also voices Gina in Bojack Horseman. Really? Gina? Ah. If you go back and listen, it's her doing the voice for that. And she's a fantastic actress. Cannot wait. And it's also got Dasha Blanco. So she's a Dominican-American actress. And she's been in Orange is the New Black. She was Beatrice in Russian Doll. She's been in so many things recently. So really great sort of like Latino cast as well for that one. So really? I'm looking forward to see how they do it because I love the music in In the Heights. Okay. I, I remember a girl singing, she was singing a few songs from it and made me cry. Like, one, which, which is the one where she sings about the abuela? Oh, I, I don't I know, know in the heights very Everything well. I know it's such a gorgeous song, and that's what made me sort of listen to the full sort of cast recording. It's stunning, love it. And next up, we've got you know quite a modern musical coming up. Everybody's talking about Jamie. So oh. music by Dan Giuseppe Sells, and the book and lyrics by Tom McRae. So this was actually inspired by the TV documentary, Jamie, Drag Queen at 16. So he wanted to go to prom in drag and they were sort of denying him. So it's overcoming sort of bullies and prejudice to sort of get to become drag and go to his prom. Great story. And we've got Max Hardwood has been cast as Jamie for this. So he's been confirmed as Jamie. This will be his movie debut. So it'll be interesting to sort of like watch him. And... They've also got Sarah Lancashire cast as his mother, Margaret. Oh, that'll be good. Oh, wow. That'll be good. That'll be exceptional. So if anybody 
if anybody hasn't, I don't know how you haven't, because she is amazing. She's a British actress. Her career is very extensive. So she was in Happy Valley, Last Tango in Halifax. But she does also have theatre credits. So she was in Betty Blue Eyes and Little Shop of Horrors. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see what she brings to it. And I know that the, the mum's song at the end uh, is incredibly powerful. So that'll be really interesting to see how she, she mm. copes with that because it, it, it's a challenging song as well as being yeah. really, really emotionally driven. So, mm. And also Richard E. Grant is Loco Chanel, so the former drag queen character. Oh, wow. Of course he is. I, I can't wait to see what they do with this. I like Richard E. Grant. You don't see him in much. But I like him a lot. I think he's I think he's really got charisma and he's got um That's interesting. I've never quite been able to work him out. I've always seen him on interviews and always just sort of gone I, I don't know, it's He's been in quite a few sort of like cult ones. So obviously with Nail and I, Bram Stoko's Dracula. And then he's done really random ones like the little vampire. His, yeah, yeah. His, his career is just very expansive. Yeah. So I, I for one can't wait to see what he brings to that one. And that one is due that was due for release in October 2020, but then it got pushed back to early this year. But currently, as of yet, there is no release date for this one. So keep right. an eye out for that mm, one. Absolutely. Okay. And just just, got... just to, to divert you for a second, mm -hmm. how do we feel about musicals that become films? I was just going to ask this because obviously you've got two very different categories. You've got the, the Tom Hooper ones and then you've got the good one. No. Um, but I, I think it depends it's... because I absolutely adore like my, some of my favorite, like my two top favorite films are Rocky Horror and Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. But I find, I find it's got to be, they've got to actually one cast it well for a start. Yeah. So you've got to really have people that can get behind it. But also, they've really got to pay attention to what they're doing with the actual choreography and how it works with the plot and the music. Otherwise, I just don't find it very compelling. Sometimes. Like Les Mis, mm. singing was questionable. And I don't think they really sort of sold the story. Like they, There were things that could have been done better for yeah. sort of how they interpret sort of the actors on the stage. I think some of the casting choices for Lemmy's were questionable. Absolutely. Because mm. they had big names. Can we just say, can we just say Russell Crowe, please, several times? Thank God. I, 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 just, I like Helena Bonham Carter, but I think she was wrong for the cast of Madame Tenardier because I think mm. she was just Mrs. Lovett from Sweeney Todd again. I, I think it was so sad that they actually had in the ensemble such great West End like, actors and things, and they didn't even utilise them in the main part. But then, who was Eponine? Was it Sam Barks? Yeah. So they they did bring her over from the West End, obviously. Which was great. But, yeah. Which was fantastic to see some of that. But I agree, it needed more. And then, and then things like Anne Hathaway picked up her Oscar, didn't she, for Fontaine, for her butchering of I Dreamed a Dream. But see, I liked I Dreamed a Dream. It was Cosette, it was who was always a bit... Uh, it's like Amanda Seyfried, who just, I'm sorry, her voice was just like warble, just annoyed me. Anyway, let's not focus on one film. No. Um, it, it's things like... I have a whole episode dedicated to how much we hate names the film. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think as a film, it's, it's good. I think it's got good production value. I just think that... Anyway, moving on. Um, I think as far as musicals becoming films, 
or being turned into films. I think it's a way of appealing to a wider audience because obviously you get a lot of some people who like you'll never catch them in the theater whatsoever but they'll go into the cinema and they'll watch a musical in the cinema or they'll go to see something like for example some of their national theater live stuff they'll go and see it at the cinema but you won't get them to see it at the theater mm. you know sometimes though i do feel like that's people's downfall i remember watching sweeney todd in the cinema when it came out yeah. And as soon as the first song erupted, the people in front said, I didn't realise there was going to be singing in this. And me and my mum were sort of like, it's a musical, of course it's, it's going to be singing. Musical. Yeah. I know they think it's going to be an actual like film. <laughs> and then get, yes. a, get a bit of a shock when they realise that um, Alan Rickman's going to start singing. <laughs> 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 to be fair though, I did, I did love Sweeney Todd. I think that was, that was, I think that was, was good. good. I think that was a good like film. Home, there's good there's good and bad there's good and bad again you've got your good which is like your sweeney todd um your little shop of horrors mama mia to an extent and then you've got your bad mm. which is your cats your lemmies your... interestingly cats and lemmies were all directed by tom hooper yes, just saying and he did king's speech he did do a king's speech and he was, was that was a fantastic film but it wasn't a musical. What's interesting was I was watching something about it the other day and they said that his direction style is so realistic, being given a musical is so out of his remit that he can't film choreography, that he doesn't understand just mm. the conventions and therefore that, that's where his downfall is. He's a really good filmmaker, but in, in, the, in the musical theatre genre? Yeah. We can talk this about why, this. But. This is why this next one that's coming out, I am genuinely very excited for because I think the director will do a fantastic job. West Side Story. Yeah. yeah. So is it Steven Spielberg? Yes. Yeah, so this is wow. December 2021. And obviously, Spielberg has directed things like E.T., Jaws, Jurassic Park. But he also was on board with Animaniac the cartoon oh he was yes he was and yes he indeed. insisted that they have a full orchestra he made sure that the music accompanying this was phenomenal so if he puts that much effort into a cartoon which was directed at children yeah what is he going to do with an actual yeah. musical yeah yeah i i can't wait for that one that'll be, that'll be a good one mm. that should be good that should be good and we've got ansel elgort as Tony and Rachel Zegler as Maria in that one. So, and they've also got they've also got Ariana DeBose as Anita. So obviously she was in Hamilton in the Prom. Ah, okay. Really, her year. She is really coming into it in like twenty twenty, like twenty 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 one. She's Ooh. coming in a lot of sort of like the music. Yeah, brilliant. So I can't wait for that. To be honest, that's going to be a great one. But in production, we've also got quite a few like great ones coming up in production. So there's Dear Evan Hansen, and Ben Platt is reviving his role in Dear Evan Hansen. And he is, oh, I think he is phenomenal. I cannot wait for that one. And then you've also got sort of Amanda Stenberg, Caitlin Deaver, and Nick Dodani. There are some of the other cast mentioned there. So they're going to have great people on board with this one. And obviously the more recent sort of musical to movie news, The Little Mermaid. I, yes. like how, before yes. I go on to this one, how do you two both feel about the Disney movies being on 
For one, I love the Disney movies on stage because they go so much more into plot. I love them on I love them on stage, but the new movies that they do of the old cartoons remakes, yeah, you can't remember. I'm not a fan. I think this is why I like them on stage, but not the live the live action because I feel with on stage, like with cartoons, you can do so much more with what your characters can do because you can just draw what you want. Yeah. And I feel with the stage, you know, you use your effects so people can use their imagination with yeah. the stage. Whereas live action, I feel like you're very limited. And if the CGI isn't done well, the effects look bad. And I think that's why Little Shop of Horrors worked so well, because they used puppetry. They used... But aren't, they, aren't yeah. they remaking Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah, that, that is on my list. And I don't know how I feel about that, because I yeah. feel like was wonderful and I don't care what people say about Ellen Green's voice I love her as Audrey I don't care what people say I love yep. her so I I feel very sort of I, I feel very conflicted about that one being turned into because I feel like the original was already so superb didn't she reprise it recently in Broadway she did reprise it with, with Jake Gyllenhaal hmm. see uh, that was something I didn't think about but she was supposed to be really really good I, I absolutely I absolutely love her as Audrey. So I when I saw that on this list, I was feeling a bit apprehensive because the original for me was so perfect. And yeah. I loved the puppetry. So I'm thinking, yeah. are they going to do puppets like they do on the stage and in the original? Or are they going to use really bad CGI? That is what I'm concerned about. I want like the magic to be kept in. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, agreed. Little, little Mermaid though. Fantastic looking cast though. So I'm I'm intrigued to see like what they do with like this live action version. So they've obviously got Halle Bailey as Ariel, we've got Jonah Haver King as Prince Ellie as Ed Prince Elliot. <laughs> Prince Eric. And David Diggs. I just love David Diggs, but he's playing Sebastian. I think he's gonna really Brilliant. I think yeah. he's gonna rate that. And then we've got Aquafina as Scuffle and Melissa McCartney as Ursula. I kind of, oh, wow. Yeah. Although I kind of wish in a way they had got a man doing Ursula because you don't really see that very often having like... No. And it was... Who was the drag queen that Ursula was originally based on? Oh, it was... Um, can't remember. No, can't remember. But was it I the know. Hairspray author? I think Thinking, it was... Um, oh, Harvey, Harvey Firestein. No, am I thinking that's right? No, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I'm sure, her, I'm sure their name was like magic or something, but they were, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the cast is, I think the cast sounds great, but I kind of would like to see somebody's interpretation of using a man as Ursula. The thing is, it's like with, with shows. When you have a particular character, people have a certain uh, standard in mind, like mm. the genie, right, mm. in Aladdin was originated by Robin Williams. And I understand, I've not seen the whole film, but from what I've heard, when it was in pre-production, people were like, oh, Will Smith's going to do an awful job of that and everything's going to be great. And when it came out, everybody was like, Will Smith saved that movie. Yes, he did. I, I watched Aladdin. It's the only one I've seen of the remakes. Well, in the cinema, I saw Beauty and the Beast as well, which is awful. But I saw Aladdin with Will Smith and he was good because he wasn't doing a Robin Williams impression. Yeah. He was doing it his own way. Yeah. And had someone come in and tried to be Robin Williams, it would have offended 
everybody who oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Whole, 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 anything dear to that film. He did make it his own. And I've just really remembered did. the drag queen, it was Divine. Divine, oh, of course, yeah. Divine. yeah. Right. But again, so it's like with Ursula, is that is the known for that gruff level bass type voice. And it's whether Melissa McCartney tries to emulate that or whether she'll do something completely different. Take her own spin on it. It'd be nice to see it. We, yeah. I think it'd be, be a bit different. Which is, which is fine if, you, if you're going to take a musical. I mean, Cats was brave. Cats was brave. Oh, definitely. Because you've, got, because you've got to take something which is an iconic stage dance musical and you've got to turn it into something which is for a new audience. You've got to do something mm-hmm. different with it. But I don't know. It's it's it, there's so many coming out, and again, it's nice to see them coming out for a different audience. Yeah, but I think you've got to be careful with it personally. But so Lucia, let's let's rattle through these last couple. What else have we got coming out to cinemas soon? So in development, and I think this first one's going to interest you, Adam. Bear a pop yes, bear. So if anybody doesn't know. Adam is currently directing Bear along with Ben Ward as the MD and Rob Chilton as production. Very exciting. So it should be fun. But no, I didn't know they were doing Bear, the, show, the film. Yes, yeah, they're turning that into the film since this is only in development. And also in development, we've got Be More Chill, Come From Away, Gypsy, obviously Little Shop of Horrors, Mean Girls, Matilda, Tim Minchin wrote that, obviously, going to be great. Yeah. Sorry about that one. And Spring Awakening. So we've got some really good, like, music. Some fantastic musicals coming up. Mm. Excellent. Thanks, Lucy. That's brilliant. Okay, Adam and Lucy, get your squeakers at the ready. Slash, I don't have a squeaker. I've got my banger. No- slash noisemaker. You've got your banger and, and you've I, got your got time. banger. You've done Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, so this musical quiz is I'm going to test your knowledge of classical musicals. you legit. Okay. Now I know Adam doesn't like it. He likes his legit, but he doesn't know much about them. So we're going to see. I think this is quite easy. You're going to get this, Adam. Um, okay. If I can do it, you. I mean, you certainly. Are can. they multiple choice again? They are multiple choice again, and uh, you'll be digging in uh, after the after the answers to make it a bit fairer okay. on both of you. Lucy, how are you with classical musicals? I'm fairly good with classical musicals. Right, yeah. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Come on, I'm going to do this. Okay, do okay. This. Question uh, one. I dropped my pen, sorry. Okay, there's a multiple of three, so not too many. Okay. There's no business like show business is a line from which classical musical? Is it A, On the Town, B, Oklahoma, or C, Annie, Get Your Gun? Adam was definitely first. Annie, Get Your Gun. Correct. Next one. This musical's name comes from the mysterious Scottish village that only appears for one every day every 100 years. Is it A, Brigadoon, B, Oklahoma, or C, South Pacific? I can see Adam whacking his pot, but he's frozen. So this is good. There we go. He's back. He's back. Right. Okay. What is your answer, Adam? I'm back. Brigadoon. Is correct. Well done. Ready? Next one. If I loved you, June is busting out all over, and you'll never walk alone. Are all songs from what? I don't. Can I hear Lucy's? Did Lucy? Did you do it then? Lucy, are you dinging. Are you dinging oh, your dong? Yeah. <laughs> I think you were first. I saw your face move. 
It's um, you pull the face. It's carousel. Of course, it is. If I loved you, ow. I love being serenaded. Um, <laughs> Lucy, can you make your dings, that's what I was looking for, uh, closer to your microphone so I can hear? Right, please. there we go. Yeah. Next one. In this musical, there is a sneezing nightclub singer, a trip to Cuba, and a craps game. Is it A, Guys and Dolls, B, Paint Your Wagon, or C, West Side Story? I mean, you're both, you're both doing it pretty hard, but um, I'm going to give it to Adam, I think. Uh, guys and dolls. Of course it is, correct. <laughs> Next one. Small world, you've got to get a gimmick and let me entertain you are all from the musical blank. Is it A, showboat, B, gypsy, or C, the sound of music? Oh, I can hear a bell, so that's Lucy. Gypsy. Correct. Next one. Jeannie and Joe are two of the main characters in the musical blank. Is it A, on the town, B, and you get your gun, or C, Allegro? I hear Lucy. Is it Allegro? It is. Well done, Lucy. Ah, that's, that's show a me a curveball. That that's a difficult one. What What the score's looking like? We are uh, neck and neck so far. Neck and neck. Oh, oh, oh. oh, and there's four left, so it could go either way. Yeah. This musical is a version of William Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. Is it... A, Kiss Me Kate, B, Peter Pan, or C, Babes in Arms. Adam, can hear Adam going first. Uh, oh, uh, Kiss Me Kate. Correct, well done. The next one. This classic musical was also based on a Shakespeare hit, Romeo and Juliet. Is it West Side Story, The Music Man, or Gentlemen Prefer Blondes? I heard Lucy first. West Side Story. Of course it is. Of course it is. Right, last two. Is you, you're still knocking that now, aren't you? Yes. This classic is the fourth longest running Broadway show in musical history. That's all you're getting. I'm not going to ask you the rest of the question. Is it Porgy and Bess, The Sound of Music, or The King and I? Adam. I want to say the sound of music. That's incorrect. Oh. Is, it, um, is it Porgy? That too is incorrect. Oh. It's the King and I. The rest of the question would have been, and the show revolves around a British school teacher in Bangkok. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I, but I didn't want to give that to you because that would be too easy. That would be totally easy, yeah. So. Okay. So this is the decider, is it? Yeah, it is. Ooh. Well, it worked out well, didn't it? This is, this is quite an easy one. So oh, I'm okay. actually going to go. I'm not going to give you the answers. Okay. Whoever can shout it out first. Okay. Is it, is it, do we have to wait for the end of the question or? Yes. Oh, okay. But you're, you're not getting answers. So just I'm going to ask you a question and that's okay. it. Okay. Some Enchanted Evening is a hit song from the classic musical Blank. South Pacific. I literally went, I went blank. I went completely Lucy, blank. Lucy, you have taken victory oh. in Adam's defeat there. Well done, Lucy. Oh. I literally, I knew it was Roger Hammerstein, but I couldn't remember which one it was. It was that that was, was my first 
musical I was ever in at school. Ah! I, in school and I absolutely loved some Enchanted Evening. It was like one of my oh. favourite ones of the show. <laughs> that was Excellent. amazing. Well done, Lucy. You are victorious this week. And at the end of the season, at some point, we'll have like a checkpoint and we'll see who's winning the quizzes. Yay. We'll make sure I it's think... an even number so we will have an even chance. I have a feeling it's you, Ben. I have a feeling you're the one winning the quizzes so far. Who knows? We'll see what happens in the future. Here are, Lucy. Your, your mug made your face disappear for a second then. It was... <laughs> just, 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 she's so embarrassed, the fact that I'm winning the quizzes, that she had to disappear for a second. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) That's magical. Wow. Right. It's time now to move on to Adam. What are you bringing to us this week? I am bringing you an interview. You are. Yes, you are. I am going to be speaking to Mick, uh, who is an actor, um, as well as his day job as well. So uh, let's hear from Mick. So... We want to welcome Mick Horvath, who is a part-time actor, and we want to say hello, Mick. Hello, Mick. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm Adam. Great. Thanks, mate. Yeah, good, good, good. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on to the podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, pleasure. pleasure. Um, you and I, we've known each other a few years now. Yep. We've worked together. We've played together. Uh, we've had some laughs. We've had some tears. So one of the reasons we wanted to get you on the podcast was just to get your side of the story and hear about your experiences of lockdown and things, and also hear about your inner thinkings about how you go about creating characters, because you're a very, very, you're, you're one of the most, you're a very talented actor, I will say that. Oh, bless you. Thank you. A lot of people, a lot of people I know who know you will also say exactly the same thing. Um. What was it that made you want to get started involved in acting? Um, I think, I guess I got involved initially when I was at school. So, um, and I was never, ever at school, certainly the earlier years, I was never interested in it much. We, we, in primary school, we did a few little sketches where, you know, the parents came to watch and, and that's all it was. There were no sort of full plays, just little comedy sketches, which, and at, the, at that time I had... Um, my me, me mum bought me once for my birthday when I was, I don't know, I guess uh, seven or eight. She bought me a, um, a, a version of Rod Hall's Emu. Oh, yes. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I'm doing it there. I don't know if you notice. I'm actually doing the, I'm miming it there <laughs> as, as, we, as we're talking, <laughs> as you do. As you do. And um, so, and we just put, we put ourselves, it was me and another guy, that we did a bit of impressions. There were probably a load of rubbish at the time, but we thought we were good at the time. So we did a few impressions. So, as part of a, I don't know if it was a Christmas thing, but we did a bit of a thing with the school and we did a few sketches. Uh, so I started with that. And then when I was in senior school, um, there were a few um, uh, plays that we did there, probably about three or so plays that we put on on the school hall. And again, parents came along. So I got into it and really enjoyed it. Uh, and in fact, one of the plays we did was... Um, called the liberty tree which was about the uh the true events of the pentridge uprising back in the back in the um, 19th century yes um and the following year so we'd put it on as a play um the following year i think it was central tv as was then yeah they approached the school they must have heard about it and wanted to do a uh, it was the evening the children's evening slot in the times the harper's four court to five slot and they did a 40 minute um film piece on that and I played Lord Liverpool um, and I only had a few lines but I probably had the best role because 
I was um, I was Lord Liverpool at, uh, and the filming was all done at Locker Park at Locker Hall, which is quite a grand hall overlooking a lake uh, in Spondon. Um, and it was it was very much like Monday. It was snow everywhere. It was all but bright blue sky, sunshine. Oh, wow. It was it, you couldn't you know it was like a film set that you'd, you'd spent hours and loads of money created. It just happened. It was just pure nature. And I'm there in this this lavish outfit with a uh, and some servant came over with a cocktail and oh it's, and I just loved it. So I fell in love right from there. And and I really wanted to take up acting as as a living as you do back then. And uh, but my mum and dad said, no, my dad was saying, no, you've got to get a trade behind you. You've got to get a trade behind you, uh, which, of course, was the thing back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it, nothing happened. And then, cutting a long story short, in 2009, uh, my lad, Adam, um, was at Landau School at the time. Uh, yes. We were big into their arts and, um, and what have you. And he auditioned for Peer Gint that Derby Live were doing. Yeah. Uh, it was a big thing back then because it was Derby Life um, bringing back to life the community theatre as was then. Uh, and we did it on Cathedral Green as an open air in the summer. Yeah. Uh, he went along for auditions um, and he was sort of put forward by Tony Coffey, who was head of drama at Landau at the time. Uh, and unbeknown to me, Adam came back after the first audition and said, oh, you'll never guess who's there. Pete Meakin, who um, I did some pieces with him, directed me. Um, when I was in my late teens. Uh, and he said, oh, you should have come along to the audition. Anyway, the following week, I went to the follow-up, got in, um, <laughs> and not looked back, really. It, and it was a fantastic piece. It was... Uh, the, 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 the special thing for me about that one was uh, they did four Peer Gints through the stages of the, the life of Peer Gint. Yeah. Um, and there was me and Adam as father and son playing. I was, I was the... Um, where are we? Um, Adam was the young peer then uh, uh, so there's me father and son then there was another father and son terry um uh, terry smith and nat smith who you may or may not know that they're, they're big into the, the drama as well uh, so there were two father and sons playing all the four peers which was which was brilliant uh, and i got into it there so and since then i've like you uh, well i think you you've taught me by quite a bit but i've done 30 plus stage plays and bits filming and yeah, absolutely love it to bits. Um, and yeah. what do you prefer? Do you, do you, you mentioned about filming and, and stage, but do you prefer stage? Do you prefer filming? Yeah, I prefer stage. That's, that's my passion. Uh, um, I think the, the book, I, I, I guess, because initially it's only fairly recently. Uh, I mean, in fact, my, uh, I think one of my main first bits of filming was with you, Adam, obviously, with when we did Hood, yes. uh, which yeah. absolutely amazing experience um and it's a very different way of acting isn't it and and um set up but i think theater is my passion because the, the the buzz you get you know you're on stage with a group of people um that you've got to trust so so implicitly yeah. you know you, anything can go wrong and, and does doesn't it oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and in fact the you know every night is different isn't it but yeah. It's it's tis that buzz and the feedback, the instant feedback you get from the audience yeah, as well, absolutely. Uh, which usually is good. Uh, <laughs> I don't think either of us had. Well, I speak for myself. I don't think we've had anything thrown at us just just yet. But, Not yet. No. But yeah, yeah. This time. Isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I guess that's it. It's it's um, it's working live. Live performance is is um, second to none, um, yeah. and just that 
knowing that that buzz for me, I, I know some people probably uh, a bit twitchy about it, but um, in some ways, knowing that things can go wrong and do go wrong, that's part of the, the thrill in a way, because yeah. you, you've got to make sure you get out of it. You've got to try and stay in role, you know, and keep, for, uh, and I, yeah, I think I, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Oh, mate, I, yeah, you just just hearing you talk and just thinking back to some of the memories that we've had. I mean, oh. we've, we've done some dramatic roles and we've done some very funny roles. I just think there's lady killers straight away. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. glad you mentioned that. Oh. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. <laughs> yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of my one of my highlights so far, I have to say. That that we had such I mean it was it was such a fantastic piece of writing, wasn't it? Yeah. It oh. was so funny. And the fact that we and we, we we even we always say even now, don't we? The fact that we we were laughing so much in rehearsals, even when we did it the second time up at yes. Chesterfield, yeah, said it all. It was just such fun. Yeah. And to to be able to do something like that and get so much enjoyment out of it ourselves as well. Yeah. It, Oh, it said it all. It's oh, such yeah. a great bunch of cast, crew, and uh, oh yeah, I, I'd do it again tomorrow. Yeah, agreed. Was, agreed. Oh, it was yeah. just such a sort of wonderful experience, and and it, again, it gave me, we've as I say, we've done some comedy stuff and drama stuff. Do you prefer comedy or drama? Um, or do you, or I'm, do a, you like, I'm a com- I like me comedy. Yeah, um, like like you. Um, I love to watch comedy. You know, live and and you know, film, but, but, um, I don't know if I, I don't think either way really, because there's some cracking dramatic pieces, um, you know, and that, and that's what theatre's about, isn't it? In terms, it's not just about trying to, you know, you know, making them laugh. It's the thought provoking stuff as well. And, and the, you know, um, trying to get the audience to, to come along in the illusion and, and, um, you know, feel all the emotion, um, and and I get enjoyment out of any role of play, whether that yeah be a, a comedic piece or or a dramatic piece. I mean, we we obviously the last performance certainly I did live performance was was with you when we did uh, the Repton one when we did yes. um, a view from the bridge, and bridge, yeah. I, I I absolutely love that. You know, and it, it's a real you know as typical Arthur Miller piece, but um, yeah. I got so much out of that, and I think we all did, didn't we? We did, uh, and the, and the way that Barry set it as well, staged it, and oh, it was, you know, I've got, I've got, I can feel the um, the tingle down me, me back now just thinking about it. Yeah. It was it was special. Um, so yeah, I don't think I've got a preference. Uh, if I had to choose, I'd probably say comedy. You yeah. know, I, I I like to have a laugh, um, and you know, um, and I like to, you know, I like to be able to make people laugh. So yeah, I suppose that probably edges it if. If I were forced to choose, yeah. I feel I feel like we, we we sort of have the same when we perform. We have the same sort of style. Whether we're whether we're doing comedy or drama, we know that we want to have fun with it. And so, yeah. And so we, I mean, you and I, we we've had some right laps in rehearsals, as you say. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's made us. I think that that draws us together in in friendship because yeah you know that you can have a laugh and a joke with somebody but at the same time you can trust somebody yeah absolutely have you ever had an experience where you've you've worked with somebody and you just think i just don't necessarily trust this person or like you say things can go wrong yeah yeah Yeah. um yes i have i mean i won't mention names. to be fair they're probably names that that uh, because it was a long while ago um but you're right, yeah, you, you, you get to know, don't you? Certainly through acting, you get to know 
who, who your friends are and and we don't talk you know we're all different people aren't we to, to yeah. be fair in any walk of life but um certainly when you you're doing a production you get to know people very quickly um because you have to you spend quite a lot of time rehearsing and and yeah. you know uh but um I, I i have to say in general um i've been fortunate to 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 work with some fantastic people um and 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 you you need that trust it's vital isn't it you yeah. need that trust because and unless you've got that um and you've got that sort of assurance and and comfort that they're there for you to cook because yeah. like we said live theater anything can happen and you, you know i'd like to think that people would back me up uh, as as i would them um and you need that trust so but yeah th there have been some um and, and i think it's the people you know I'm like you again. We're both very passionate and committed yeah. with anything we do. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's professional or amateur, as far as I'm concerned. You know, people are paying good money to come and watch, and uh, and I think there's there's whilst we have fun, there's a discipline there that you that the audience members deserve. Yeah. Um, and and I think there are some people that don't um, give it that full commitment and, and passion. Uh, and and I know it's. You know, like we've said, we do it because we enjoy it, and it is a social sort of outlet as well. Um, but at, at the end of the day, as I say, we all want to be there. We want to do as good a job as we're, we're able to do, uh, and give, say, give the audience, you know, the people, punters paying the money, something to to come for it and to oh, yeah. hopefully come again for. So, yeah, but there have been a few, but I'm lucky, lucky enough to say, not many in the main. I, I I've met some brilliant people you obviously being one of them and, and you know how I feel about you and um and yeah you, you know before you start that they're, they're there for you and yeah. um that's you know one of the big things out of I've certainly got out of acting and li and likewise buddy it's exactly the same way reciprocated so yeah I know that I understand exactly where you're coming from um you you mentioned about the filming that you've done with me and and other things do you um, do you do much in the way of professional work? Yeah, the only professional work I do really is I do a lot of, and I've been doing it since I've been acting again, since 2009, I do paid role play work. Yes. Um, and that's, sadly, that's not the role play work that some people might think when <laughs> listening back to this. But <laughs> um, so, um, and that's through the likes of Terry Stevenson, um, yeah. who's been doing it for a while and, um, Janet Allison and uh, who 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 were both in um, Peer Gimp when we started, so that's the way it started. So basically, to train up, whether it's junior doctors, GPs, psychiatrists, uh, you're given a script, uh, well, a brief if you like, a patient yeah. brief. So you're you're an actor simulator uh, with symptoms, um, sort of medical history, and all this lot. Um, and I've been doing that as I say for the last twelve years or so, um, and equally love that i mean it's nice that you get paid for it but yeah. um it's you know we, we it's mainly up at either sheffield or there's some local derby there's some chesterfield some nottingham um but uh, yeah i love that it's because you you do your research on that like you do for any you know piece that, that we do you, you do a bit of background work um so yeah I, I get paid for that and i'm 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 picking up um hopefully picking up more of that because i i uh, fortunate enough to semi-retire at the back end of last year so um i'm trying to push myself to a bit more Matt, well that was it was gonna you, you're fortunate it's almost like you've planned this yeah i wanted to talk to you a bit about the 
the work that you do part-time with the NHS. I say part-time, but I, I call you a part-time actor um, because I see you doing both as your work. So um, even though it may be, you know, you, you mentioned you're semi-retired. I can't do anything or say anything like this without mentioning about lockdown and yeah, yeah. the year that we've been through. And as I say, I, I, before we move on, I just want to say, knowing you working with the NHS that you do and the people that you work with, I may potentially swear it, but you guys have done a bloody good job. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, I, I feel quite fortunate in lots of ways. And people think I'm a bit odd in a way because right from, from you know, the, the outbreak back in March last year, um, we, I, I've been fortunate that I've had a routine because I've been in, we've been in work every single day. Yeah. Um, we're doing a little bit more working from home now because yeah. um, obviously it, it's not good, is it at all at the minute? If um, anything, it's it's a lot worse as we see daily on the, as we look at the figures. But um, but we go into work uh, and certainly the initial the initial lockdown and the initial outbreak, it was God, what the bloody hell, what we're doing? What, you know, it was a mad panic. We were in at weekends looking where we could squeeze extra beds in, uh, you know. And I'm talking, some of it was down to you know can we get a bed in this office can we change this room to get it was that because we just didn't know what you know we were seeing all the data about what the peak was going to be yeah. back then uh, a little did we know that the peak we're having now is far worse than we had back then but yeah. um so it was it was a scary time both in terms of you know turning up well i say scary i mean we 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 do what we do in the nhs i mean obviously the nursing staff are, are unbelievable in fact I was looking at something on Facebook earlier tonight and almost brought me to tears in a way. And it was um, a lady I know who also does a lot of acting. She'd put this, shared this post about um, um, female influencers and these should be the real female influencers. And it, it, was a, it was a collage of about seven or eight nurses and the sores and bruises have got oh, just yeah. from wearing masks, visors, their, their faces were a right mess. And uh, th they've obviously been doing that from day one. I mean, yeah the early stages, we didn't, we didn't wear masks in the hospital because we didn't yeah. know at that stage where, you know, it's only really the back end of last year and, and um, you know, with the, the, the latest um, peak that we've started, we, we wear a mask every single, so from getting out of my car now over, we park across, across the road from the hospital and we've got about a 10 minute walk, yeah. all staff park off site, but from getting out of the car, we have a mask on and all the way over to into the office, uh, we wear the mask all through the day yeah. and it only comes off when I'm back in the car at night. So, and the, but the nurse has been living and breathing that, yeah. uh, and I say breathing, which is yeah, uh, sure. um, um, right from day one almost. Um, so yeah, the, certainly the, the nursing staff and all the healthcare staff, both NHS and community, uh, unbelievable. Right. But I, the reason I say fortunate because you know, I, I've had a purpose to get up in the morning, yeah. get dressed and go to work. And so I've had a routine. I've had some sort of normality. And, uh, you know, I equally say that to the likes of yourself and thousands and thousands, millions of others that haven't had that where the first lockdown, it was it was more of a lockdown than now in some ways. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. At least now there's still people. Uh, it was it was real key workers at the time, wasn't it? But, yes. Um, and, and obviously, obviously there was the furlough scheme, but now there's a lot more work going on. But yeah. I, I, it would have dri driven me absolutely crackers to, to, to yeah. be stuck in and not been able to get out. So 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. I say I, I, I look at it a bit differently, but um, and I think everyone's done their bit. Everyone has yeah. done their bit. Doesn't matter whether you're whether you're a key worker or not, because in some ways uh, we're all key workers. I think, aren't yeah. we? Because yeah. we all we're all there to to do our bit to try and keep ourselves, yeah. our families, friends safe. And yeah, it's back to covering your back. And you know, people yeah. were there trusting people, isn't it? But. Uh, th- there's a small minor- minority, I think, that we'd all agree. Yeah. <laughs> we don't think the same, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, gladly, um, we, you know, it's it's it is a small minority. Well, I'm gonna. I know it's I know it's a, a a heavy topic, but I just want to for just to move off it slightly, but but just in the same vein. Obviously, we as actors and performers, we've we've had very little to do in terms of a um, hobby or pastime, and sometimes even work. Yeah. Um, do you how do you feel about the restrictions that have been on theaters and things that have been since the lockdown do you agree with um, do you agree with them do you think that there should be something done about it or would just i'm not asking for for an in-depth yeah, yeah. just getting your opinion really yeah uh well first of all i think it's it's fair to say that it's um it, it's so sad, isn't it? It's so, yeah. I mean, everything we've talked about so far on this interview, it, it's so sad because theatre, well, 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 any any live performance or, or even, you know, cinema where you're going to watch something, it's there for us all for as a bit of a re- relief, isn't it? That's you it. know, forget COVID, you know, COVID aside in some ways, it, it's there, it's what we do as part of and, and and how we recharge and, you know, have some downtime ourselves. So, I, it is sad, um, you know. I know there's lots of politics around it, and uh, I, I think there was um, quite rightly initially that there was a bit of an outcry, uh, and I can understand it because I've missed it so. You know, not just performing, but yeah, g- g- being able to just go in and watch a piece of theatre or go to the cinema and yeah. uh, anything like that. Um, but and I can understand the outcry initially because it was a bit of unknown, wasn't it, for the whole nation the whole world what this, yeah. this virus was about but i think now looking at you know the daily figures sadly um i i, I think it is the right thing to do yes. um uh, with with the hope that they you know uh god god god's hope that we um that, that, that there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel yeah. um that's the thing isn't it that that's the scary bit i think yeah it is there's a lot of people in the um in the entertainment industry that that obviously lost their jobs um you know lost money and and obviously the the nervousness around will they get the jobs back and 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 what have you but hopefully that there there will be that light at the end of the tunnel soon and obviously vaccinations are coming along but yeah it's a difficult one, mate, isn't it? Like, it is like you say. It, and, I, and I don't mean um, to put you on the spot. No, 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 no. Um, you know. I, I, yeah, it, it, I, 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 I personally think they, they could have done things better. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've... And not just with, with you know, the, the, the theatre yeah. side of it. I think there's some decisions that were, were you know, I think they've done a best of a bad job in a way in some of the decisions. Some of the decisions were probably late on some of these things you yeah. know last minute and yeah um and it was good to see the likes of uh, you know national theater were putting streaming some 
stuff, yeah. which which was great. I mean, we we watched a few of those and really enjoyed them. And so there's been some good work by those theatre yep. companies and whatever you out there to try and um, you know give some respite. But um, yeah, I think we just I, I think just. You know, let's just hope with the vaccination process that's going on um, and people doing their bit to try and protect everybody that we can get back in and and let's bloody hit it. Oh, yeah. Big time. Absolutely. Because um, one of the things that I think we're all conscious of and and certainly um, we are. In fact, I had a a long meeting today, a couple of hours where we, which I won't go into detail, but um, about the importance of of that downtime because people aren't, some people aren't getting that downtime because there's nothing to go and do to have that downtime. Uh You know, you, you know, you you get up in the morning, if you're lucky enough to get to work and have a routine, brilliant. Um, But even then, you know, you come back, you have your tea, you get to bed, you're back again. And there's, there's no, there's no relief. Is there at all? Um, It's one of the reasons we started the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To give something just to sort of, Something for us to do, but also for other people to listen to as well, and and get yourself, you know, this involved yeah. and yeah. and have a chat. Yeah. Um, yes. In terms of in terms of uh, stuff, because I, I realise it's quite a heavy subject, and and uh, want to make it as light and breezy and possible. Yeah. Um, have you seen anything online that you think, oh, you know what, that would never have happened if this hadn't have happened? In terms of something that's new that you've seen. Uh, oh, and because of out, out of COVID. Yeah, I mean. like have you seen uh, any like online performances or anything that you've seen? That... Yeah, um, I mean, people have been. Um, it's some amateur theatre groups and professional, I guess, uh, have been trying to look at different ways of, uh, like you say, like you're doing now, I guess, it, it's different ways of both giving people a bit of a an outlet, um, both in terms of doing a bit of a performance, whether it be a read-through or um, we did a, Belper Players did a, an adaptation of A Christmas Carol um, just the week before Christmas, which was over Zoom, and it was a, a sort of 40, 45-minute yeah. um, whistle-stop through that, um, where they invited people to come in and donate to charity if they wanted to. And um, So, you know, for both audiences as well as performers, to just, like say, just to want to keep people interested in the arts, you know, uh, you know, keep reminding people we're, we're still all here. We still yeah, want to, yeah. we still want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. come and watch something. And um, so I think people have been um, doing some different like that. And certainly in the role play I do, um, a lot of it now is there, there are some, or, or, well, it, it gradually uh, eased back into some face-to-face role play with, with protection in place. Yeah. Um, but certainly now at the moment, it's still happening quite a lot, but over Zoom or Microsoft Teams. Yeah. So they're using the technology more, which is, which is, which is great to see. Um, and, um, and I think it's, it's, it's a good thing. In fact, I mean, the technology has been there for a while, hasn't it? You yes. know, the, things like this. And we've not probably, and I, and I think that's fair to say with, with, um, where we work at the trust with the healthcare it's it's been there for a while we've probably not just not used it and whilst i think it's um things like um using you know the the virtual meetings are good they've they've got their place i think depending on what the meeting's about how many are on the meeting sometimes you get hundreds of people and they've all got the video on it's yeah it's very interesting to (laughs) see um, what we're doing yeah but um 
so yeah and as i say i touched on earlier with the national theater coming up with that idea about streaming some some pieces it was um it, it was it was good to see and mm. just keeps people people going yeah so when this is all done and we're all back to the, some form of normality what would you say your dreamed project would be uh well i won't say too but so i mean i I won't do a cop out, but I, I will say first of all that that I mean any any project, any any um, uh, acting performance or production, I I, I love you know. Yeah. I, so I, and and I, and I say that both in terms of I mean one of my roles that I enjoyed just as much as as many others was when we did One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, and I probably had. A dozen lines tops, yeah. Um, but it was on stage all the time. A little bit like oh, I had more lines, but a little bit like um, a view from the bridge. Yeah. Uh, as the narrator, uh, Alfieri, um, I had I had a number of lines, but on stage all the time. So you're kind of using all the skills in terms of your body language and and everything else because you still got to be in character and focus and uh, so. Um, I mean, I like everything I do and, I, and I'm grateful for people giving me an opportunity. And I, I, it sounds a bit cheesy um, and, I, and I don't mean it to be because it, it isn't. I, I just love everything about it and I'll do anything. Uh, well, almost. Yeah, I would. I'd do anything. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd do anything, honestly, uh, um, because as I say, I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate that like we touched on earlier that... Um, I do a lot of work with some fantastic people, fantastic, fantastic actors and, and crew and directors and, yeah. and, and theatre venues, you know, we, you know, just, I, I've dreamed of, I've always dreamed as a kid when we used to go to the, uh, the old Derby Playhouse to watch the Phantoms, dreamed to be up on that stage and, I, and I've been lucky enough to be at the Derby Theatre and the, the Theatre Royal in Nottingham and the Knotts Playhouse and it's, oh God. But, uh, but I think, yeah, in terms of dream project, um, I won't say too much because it's an initial concept that myself and, and my son Adam are, are thinking of, but we, we've got an idea of, of something. So um, I've performed with Adam uh, probably be three or four times since I've been acting. And oh, it's the best to be able to perform alongside you, okay. your son or, or any family or, you know, it's, yeah, brilliant, special. So, um, yeah, that's certainly something that uh, we're thinking of at the moment. But yeah, I, I, anything, mate. Absolutely anything, and, it, and it'll just be a joy to to get back into doing yeah something around it and yeah, absolutely and seeing people and yeah. Well, Mick, thank you so much for taking the time to oh, just talk to me, mate. It's 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 yeah. so good to see you and to catch up with you and yeah, yeah, likewise, uh, mate. Oh. And. Uh, um if you're happy to, thank you for coming on the podcast and if you're happy we'd love to have you back again at some point oh definitely yeah yeah, yeah. Pick, give me a topic and i'll uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've got a few crunches i don't know about a topic <laughs> yeah 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 but uh, but mate thank uh, you so much no thank and, you uh, i will catch you again soon thank you so much brilliant Good. cheers mate no cheers, appreciate pal. it love definitely yeah thank you cheers mate Turn up. Thank you ever so much, Mick, for you talking to us. And we look forward to talking to you again soon, my friend. That was brilliant. Thank you very much, Adam. And that is it again. Oh, my, we are rattling through these episodes now. Yes! Yeah. Adam, Adam, yes. you can go in the podcast cupboard. Oh. 
but we'll give you some water. And he's so shocked by that, he's completely frozen. Hey. All that leads me yeah, to do hey. then. Okay, what? Yeah, yes, okay. Bye, Adam. Uh oh, bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> so polished, bye. professionals, aren't we? Bye. All that leaves you to do is bye, bye, Adam. Bye. Bye. Go, I'm bye. trying to wrap up. Go. Oh, okay, bye. Bye. All that leaves me to do is to wrap up this week's episode. Thank you bye, so much everyone. for bye. listening. <clears throat> bye. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, thank you for listening. And if you'd like to engage with us, you can follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Encore Offstage Pod. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe, like, comment, all that thing. That lovely stuff. And if you could uh, leave us a rating or review as well on your podcast app of choice, that'd be really helpful. Every little bit does help. If you fancy supporting us in a, a different way, you can support us over on Patreon. Uh, you'll find a link to that in our description down below. All that remains to be said is thank you very much to Lucy and Adam for joining me this week, and we will see you all next week. Bye-bye, everyone.